The Battle of Alberta is this weekend, and the Edmonton Oilers are going into it with brand new lines. What do they look like? What does it mean heading into the Battle of Alberta? All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, the Battle of Alberta is this Saturday. The first Battle of Alberta since the Western Conference semifinals. Well, the second round of the Western Conference finals. That's not con. But the Edmonton Oilers are going into that with brand new lines. At least it looks like it with practice and with the lines today. We will talk about that in a little bit. We'll also preview the Battle of Alberta. And to end off the show, the prospect report for the Edmonton Oilers this week. This week we are looking exclusively at the college prospects. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Plus, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where we are going to start today is where the Edmonton Oilers made some adjustments over the last couple of days, and especially from the first game of the season. The lines for the Edmonton Oilers at practice was very different on Friday. Well, maybe not very different, but they were rather different than what they have been recently. On the first line, skating with Connor McDavid is Zach Hyman. On the left side, and Yessa Pugliarvi over on the right wing. That means Evander Kane has bumped down to the second line with Leon Dreisaitl. And Kyler Yamamoto was skating with the Edmonton Oilers today. He will skate alongside Dreisaitl and Kane if healthy tomorrow, which sounds like he probably will be. Dylan Holloway down to the third line along with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle. Speaking of players who need to be healthy, Warren Fogle is that guy. It sounds like he is or is another guy, I should say, because Yamamoto is also there. But uh, Dylan Holloway, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Warren Fogle is that third line. I like that third line, I'm not going to lie. And the fourth line of Brad Malone, Ryan McLeod, and Derek Ryan. On the back end, everything stays the same. Darnell Nurse skating with Cody Cece. Tyson Berry skating alongside Brett Kulak and Evan Bouchard along with Ryan Murray. Now, the Edmonton Oilers did also recall Philip Broberg today. It wasn't Marcus Niemelainen who got the first call for the defenseman. It was Philip Broberg. Devin Shore is the player getting sent down. Also today, obviously, which sounds nice to say, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner, the two goaltenders, in practice. Now, obviously, the defense relatively stays the same, and I only say relatively with the addition of uh, Philip Broberg, but Broberg did not skate with the Edmonton Oilers. Today it was just the sixth defenseman on the ice for the Oilers in Edmonton at practice. 
But these lines, especially on the left wing, have been all jumbled up, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Zach Hyman, Connor McDavid, and yes, RV. Yes, Evander Kane was the guy that was going to play on Connor McDavid's wing basically all season. This isn't a permanent thing, I obviously. I shouldn't say I don't think. But obviously, the Edmonton Oilers and Jay Woodcroft love to jumble their lines a lot and quite often. Especially when you have so much skill up and down the lineup. This tells me... Zach Hyman had a fantastic first game, had two assists and two hard-fought assists for the Edmonton Oilers in Game 1 against the Vancouver Canucks. And that really shows me the, I don't want to say trust, because obviously you trust a guy like Zach Hyman. But what he showed with the Edmonton Oilers, or to uh, the Edmonton Oilers, and really to, to everybody in game of the first game of the season really shows that the Edmonton Oilers are able to obviously jumble those lines, but anyone can play with Connor McDavid. That sounds like it's, it's a little bit of a knock, but it's not. Zach Hyman it can bounce up and down that lineup, and it gives the Edmonton Oilers fluidity on those top two lines. Now you can dump down a guy like Evander Kane, who's now playing with a guy who scored 110 points in the NHL last season. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mention his name. I thought you would just know Leon Dreisaitl. Now, Tyler Yamamoto also slotting back into the lineup along with Warren Fogle as well. But the interesting thing to note is Tyler Yamamoto is skating on the second line Instead of the first line where he normally was throughout training camp. It was Yesipuli Arvi who is skating normally on that second line throughout uh, camp. And now uh, Kyler Yamamoto, now that he's back, is A, skating on that second line, which, fair enough. But B, Yesipuli Arvi is playing on the first line. Now, that may be trivial to some, but Yesipuli Arvi had a very solid game uh, on Wednesday. There, there's no sugarcoating it. I don't want people going, yeah, well, he didn't score here, he didn't score there. If you are so one-dimensional in the goals and assists, then that's fine. That You can live with that, sure. I'm sure hockey is a very fun thing for you to watch. But Yesipuli RV does things, the little things, and I mention it uh, all the time, but he keeps doing those. Yes, he took a bad penalty in uh, the first period. You could argue one way or another, depending your stance on that. But Yesipuli RV attacks open ice. You saw it on that chance that he got absolutely robbed on in the first period. But after that chance, the Edmonton Oilers were a brand new hockey team. The Edmonton Oilers suddenly had pep in their step. Yes, they did take that penalty, and yes, it was Yesipuli RV, but that was the story of the game. Yesipuli RV, despite being rather quiet, had five hits in that game and also ran, not ran, I shouldn't say, because it makes it seem like, oh my goodness, the puck's going through him, but really led 
the 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 surge later on in the game or throughout the game I should really say just always going 110%. He got rocked a couple of times later on in that uh uh, first period that actually led to Darnell Nurse taking that interference penalty that he did get fined $5,000 for. Ludicrous. But either way, uh, Puli RV just hopped back up, kept playing, and did his thing. And that also shows the, the aspect of, yes, Darnell Nurse stepped up, but stepped up for a teammate that he cares about. As he should, I know a lot of people are going, yeah, you don't need or want uh, uh, Nurse doing that. I understand, but that's hockey. What are you going to do about it? Uh, the final thing I want to mention as well is obviously Dylan Holloway slips out of the top six, goes to the third line for the Edmonton Oilers. Huh. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay with it, especially with Yamamoto back in uh, uh, practice. This isn't going to be the last time that we see Holloway in the top six, I don't think, from yesterday. I, I, people have been quick to say after I said that Dylan Holloway sat after seven minutes. In fact, I didn't say it. It was from a tweet from uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman. However, yes, he did take the face off after the uh, giveaway. But after that shift where he got off, I believe it was at 1720, if not 1740, between those two numbers, he did not touch the ice again until the 1020 mark of the first period. Now, I'm not exactly a mathematician, but 17 and 10, you basically just take away the ones and the zeros and you have seven and then, but uh, hey, what do I know? I'm not. Either way, Dylan Holloway's ice, ice time really dwindled down. And I did say the one thing I will correct myself on, because I'm not correcting myself. What I will correct myself on is uh, Dylan Holloway didn't have the second lowest amount of penalty or penalty time on ice for the Edmonton Oilers in game one. He had the third left. So uh, he was behind... Uh, Brad Malone and Devin Shore, and as mentioned, Devin Shore was sent down today. Now, that is the Edmonton Oilers side. What is the Calgary Flames side? What are their lines looking like? They played last night against the defending Stanley Cup champions. What could that mean for the Edmonton Oilers going into tonight? And what can we expect tonight? Excuse me, tomorrow night. And uh, what can we expect from that Battle of Alberta out of... Quite a crazy, crazy summer. We will talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our partner over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles on and analysis. Excuse me on everything you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It is also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, which, I mean, the playoffs are, are going. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. Uh, if anybody had uh, Jordan Alvarez uh, home run lines, uh, you're winning. You're obviously winning. 
Uh, as well, the NHL season is obviously getting going, if you haven't heard. So there's going to be tons of lines on the NHL as well. MMA, UFC, boxing, golf, all the things. They have lines for you there. Head to betonline.net to use your mobile device and uh, to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Alrighty, moving on to the Battle of Alberta, which obviously happens this weekend, Saturday night at Rogers Place. Going to be there because it is uh, quite the matchup coming up. On Saturday night as the Calgary Flames come into town with a relatively brand new looking hockey team. Obviously, Jonathan Ubado and Nazem Kadri will be making their Calgary Flames debuts in the Battle of Alberta. I mean, the ba- their Battle of Alberta debuts. Excuse me. I don't want any, all the, the, the grammar people going, oh, well, actually, they played already. I realize that. Use your brain. Either way, uh, also Mackenzie Weger will also be uh, making his Battle of Alberta debut there. Now, a lot to talk about from their side as well, and and really a lot of questions for them heading into the Battle of Alberta. Not necessarily negative ones, but just more questions that will be answered on Saturday. Uh, the Calgary Flames lines, according to Daily Faceoff, is looking like this. Jonathan Ubado sitting next to Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli, which we will get to in a second. Dylan Dubé skating alongside Nazem Kadri and Andrew Mangiapane. Blake Coleman with Michael Backlund and Trevor Lewis. And then the fourth line, the fourth line of the year, really. Milan Lucic, Kevin Rooney, and Brett Richie. Uh, on the defense for the back line, on the back line for the defense, uh, it's been a long day for your kid. Uh, Mackenzie Weger alongside uh, Chris Tanev, which we will talk about as well in just a second. Noah Hannafin on the second pairing alongside Rasmus Anderson. Nikita Zadorov alongside Michael Stone. And obviously, yeah, Markstrom, Jacob Mark. Backup. Uh, Jacob Markstrom uh, in the starters net with Dan Vladar backing up. Now, as mentioned, it is the Battle of Alberta debut for Huberdo and uh, Kadri. Now, I don't want to say that, oh my goodness, are they ready? Because we saw Nazem Kadri play against the Edmonton Oilers for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, genuinely, one of the last games, real games, for the Edmonton Oilers recently I should just say um but he hasn't been in a battle of Alberta that's a little bit of a different beast in playing I mean obviously playoff hockey is playoff hockey especially in Edmonton but battle of Alberta hockey is just a different beast. I'm really excited to see how the, how it plays out especially with the lines that the Edmonton Oilers are also toying with because Nazem Kadri currently on the second line for the Calgary Flames. Vander Kane is also on the second line for the Edmonton Oilers. A little bit of history between the two 91s is Nazem Kadri got thumb surgery. I almost said shoulder surgery. 
thumb surgery last season after a tough hit from behind from Evander Kane that took Evander Kane out of game four for the Edmonton Oilers as well as he did receive a one game suspension there it'll be interesting to see if there's any retribution paid between the two of them we'll see if maybe they even drop the gloves it'll hey who oh, talk about a battle of Alberta we might get a little Donnybrook sorry that it was supposed to be something Anyways, uh, Jonathan Huberto, on the other hand, it is also his debut, uh, Battle of Alberta. And it's a different story for him. Because Jonathan Huberto has played in the Eastern Conference with the Florida Panthers his entire career. He does not have a lot of familiarity with the Edmonton Oilers in his career so now he's not only going to get introduced to the battle of alberta but he's going to get introduced to the battle of alberta in edmonton best of luck to you jonathan uh but that uh, the interesting thing on top of that as well i mean yes we can talk about oh it's the the battle of alberta but that first line has had a little bit of maybe controversy. As I've seen a lot of Calgary Flames, specifically fans, say that, ah, oh, there you go, Tyler Toffoli just ain't a first-line winger. Well, I mean, first of all, that means you didn't watch him play for the Los Angeles Kings, but also in their 5-3 victory on Thursday night, so last night, against the Colorado Avalanche, the defending Stanley Cup champions, Tyler Toffoli actually has the standing game-winning goal from that game, a 5-3 victory for the uh, Calgary Flames over the defending Stanley Cup champions, which was actually interesting considering the Colorado Avalanche scored the first goal just over a minute in to the game. Bowen Byram, a shot from the point. A little bit of a scramble, it seemed like, but I thought it got tipped in front, but it wasn't. Bowen Byram, good for you. One of my favorite prospects as well there, but at one point, the Calgary Flames were up by a lot, by a lot. It looked like it was uh, well out of reach. It was 5-1 at one point, if I'm not mistaken, but Colorado Avalanche did claw back a little bit. 5-3 was the final. They did score the second goal. Three minutes and two seconds into the third period, and then the third goal came at uh, 11.01 of the third period. That might sound, again, trivial. What happened against the Vancouver Canucks for the Edmonton Oilers? Back win. Now, <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers don't want to fall back, fall down early again against the, the Calgary Flames as I drop my notes again. Um, but they do have the resiliency to do so. Not only do they have the resiliency to do so, but they have the resiliency to do so against a team that did it to them over and over and over and over again. In fact, five times in a span of five games in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Calgary Flames. If the Edmonton Oilers do allow an early goal again, because it is uh, obviously the story from the first game, the story from game four, game three, game two, game one of the Western Conference Finals, five, four, three, two, and one of the uh, uh, second round, and basically six, uh, four, 
and one and two base well they only lost three games only in the first round but of against the los angeles kings the edmonton oilers have an issue starting games right now and if the calgary flames take advantage of that what I'm basically saying is there, there's a chance because the Flames let the defending Stanley Cup champions back in the game. They also let the defending Stanley Cup champions back in the game with time on the clock. Lucky maybe, depending on who you ask, uh, that they didn't lose or, or have the uh, um, comeback completed, but... They did leave that space there. The Flames aren't some lockdown team. Now, the interesting thing is, as well, as we wrap up on the Calgary Flames and the Battle of Alberta for today, we want to talk about lockdown. A guy who's locked down Connor McDavid for basically all of Connor McDavid's career, most of it, is Chris Tanev. Now, Chris Tanev is skating next to Mackenzie Weger for the uh, Calgary Flames tomorrow night. Which, the Calgary Flames didn't have a healthy Chris Tanev throughout that entire series against the Edmonton Oilers last year. Now he's, he's relatively healthy, as far as I know, heading into this season, a brand new season. And has a brand new uh, defensive partner in Mackenzie Weger, a top-notch defensive partner. Just like Jonathan Huberto, Weger hasn't played in the Western Conference. He hasn't been in the Battle of Alberta. Now he has to face Connor McDavid in a very important season, but it's still an important season. How trustworthy are you of McKenna? Now I do say that, trailing the fact that Chris Tanev is his partner. comfortable or <laughs> Connor McDavid just because I assume Daryl Sutter is going to use that uh well I guess he doesn't even have the uh, line change can't really throwing my notes um but uh he doesn't have the last change so he doesn't really can't can't really dictate but he's gonna get Chris Tanev out on Connor McDavid as often as possible that means Mackenzie Weger is going to be out on Connor McDavid as often as Is there a liability there? Are you comfortable enough with the rock of Tanev? We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, we will also find out how the prospects for the Edmonton Oilers are doing in college right now. Well, in just a second. But first, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Seal Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, and we will wrap up today's episode, this week's episode as well. Not this week's episode, but the last episode of this week. There you go. Can you tell I am running off three hours? Full transparency, just a little personality, personality here. Um, I am running off three and a half hours of sleep here, so I apologize if I sound like I am all over the place. I would be 
fully unaware. Either way, let's head into the prospect report. It is it's it's a Friday. You can you can live with it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the prospect report for those college prospects uh, for the Edmonton Oilers is they have uh, quite a few, not quite a few, but a couple of uh, players playing down in the states for the NCAA. The first one I'm going to mention. Guy I love. My favorite, favorite prospect in the Edmonton Oilers organization right now, and that is Luca Munzenberger, the guy that the Edmonton Oilers took in 90th overall back in uh, 2020, 2021. Uh, that was the year that the Edmonton Oilers also traded down from 20th overall to 22nd, and everybody goes, oh my goodness, you're you're trading Volstead for Borgo. Well, how are those guys? Either way, uh, Luca Munzenberger went 90th in that draft and is playing at the University of Vermont. Now, the University of Vermont is coached by Jay Woodcroft's brother, and right now, the Edmonton Oilers have two prospects in that team. Obviously, the first one, as mentioned, Luca Munzenberger. In three games, according to Elite Prospects, in three games, he has three assists and three points. Zero penalty minutes. Now, the interesting, the reason why I mentioned the penalty minutes is because if you watch a little bit of Luca Munzenberger, you can tell, I don't want to say he's clumsy, but he's often playing the body. And uh, he, he sometimes get caught, gets caught in some interesting, precarious uh, positions and can take some uh, interesting penalties. I don't want to say dumb penalties, but interesting penalties. Um, now, him learning to be more disciplined shows the maturity of a player and also shows the development of the player as well. So, Luca Munzenberger, and as well, he only had three assists last season at Vermont. He already has that in three games, according to Elite Prospects. Now, I say that very touch and go because, uh, uh, according to the University of Vermont website, he has played in four games uh, with three points. So, uh, uh, you take your pick there. The other Edmonton Oiler prospect that is at the University of Vermont is the seventh round pick from this past year, 222nd overall pick in the 2022 draft. Yes, a lot of twos. Joel Matas. Joel Mata actually played, he went from the fourth line to, I believe, the first line of the Finland uh, World Junior Hockey Team that went to the uh, finals against Canada that should have won, but thanks to uh, Mason McTavish's stick, they have a silver this year. But Joel Mata was a very important part of that team. Now he's back at Vermont, and it's been an interesting season for him so far. In four games played there for Mata, no goals, no assists, no points, 10 penalty minutes. Yeah, he's, and I mentioned that because you can sit there and go, yes, he's undisciplined. And yes, he has taken some pretty silly penalties so far, holding the stick. I believe he had a hooking as well. Uh, but then as well against UConn, the University of Connecticut, Eight penalty minutes there in two games, four penalties in the series. One of them was, uh, I believe they called it a roughing, probably a roughing, but they called it a tackle on the UConn Twitter page there. Um, but yeah, eight penalty minutes, four penalties in two games. That's where eight of those ten come from, so eight. 
There you go. Um, but still, you still got to be more disciplined than that. Something will, that will be very interesting to watch for, uh, throughout the season for Joel Mata. Their next game for the University of Vermont comes October 22nd against Holy Cross. That game is on ESPN+. Now, the next prospect for the Edmonton Oilers in college right now is Skylar Brindamore. Yes, son of Rod Brindamore. He has been in the Edmonton Oilers organization since... 17. The Edmonton Oilers took him in the sixth round, 177th overall. He's currently playing at Quinnipiac. I can never say their name right. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. I said I don't care. Uh, but his assist came this year. He in two games, he has one assist so far for his only point. Uh, his assist came against Boston College, so a pretty important team there. Uh, his next game is against North Dakota, massive, massive, obviously uh, a college hockey uh, organization. There, it's better to call it a North. That game's tonight. Uh, you can watch that on NCHC TV if you can. I don't know. But uh, that is where you, you, that is being where it's broadcasted. Words are fantastic on this Friday evening. Let's uh, wrap it up on the final prospect in college right now for the Edmonton Oilers. And that is Thomas Missouri. Now, I left him for last because he's kind of the most interesting guy for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, the Edmonton Oilers did select him in 2019 with the sixth round pick, 162nd overall. Now I say he's interesting because he's six foot four, two hundred and five pounds. And he's a forward. And in his last year of high school hockey, the year that he got drafted, in 35 games at Kimball Union Academy, 73 points. 73 points in 35 games for Thomas Missouri. He then finished this, that season with the Omaha Lancers in the uh, USHL. Now, he did take a year or go for a year at the University of Providence in 2021-22. Now, this year, he is at Lawrence University. I haven't heard of it either. But that's okay. Uh, in three games this year, no goals, no assists, no points. Two penalty minutes so far. Uh, maybe a player that I would say who got a little bit, not lost, but maybe affected a little more than most by the uh, uh, pandemic. As he's a Czech player, but he has played in the States for basically all of his hockey life, evidently. Uh, some he ha did spend his junior over in the Czech Republic, but did come over to North America in high school, has played in North America since. Then when the pandemic hit, he went back to Europe and played a year in Europe before coming back and playing uh, uh, college hockey. Not sure how much that could affect the player. That's something that we're going to really see now over the next couple of years from those uh, uh, prospects that were really caught in the system of a pandemic. Not a lot of uh, really uncertainty around how players develop the real games of a player back then. And now we're, we're seeing the 
the ironic, I guess, or the unfortunate fruit of that labor. But we'll see how everything turns out. Let's call it there. It's been a long day. It's, again, I, I'm tired. It's Friday, everybody. Go and rest. Have a fantastic weekend. Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? Yes, let's have a wonderful weekend. The Battle of Alberta goes this Saturday in Edmonton at Rogers Place. What could you ask for? What better? What more could you ask for? The Battle of Alberta this weekend, the first installment of the 2022-2023. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And play La Bomba, baby. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.